subscribing while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. What's up, guys? Hi, Hi Warren. Hi, Art. How are, you, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. How about yourself? You know, I'm really doing well. Nice. I appreciate you asking. Drinking a chocolate scout. A stout? Whoa. I'm feeling uh, sparkly. Yeah, what are you drinking? I'm that having a 21st Amendment spark ale. It's a sparkling rosé. Yeah, ale. it's a rosé ale. I had one of those last week. Yeah, rosé Look how I'm ale. holding this. Look how I'm holding this. Pretty. Like, Pinky like up. Um, the can looks like sparkling water. I think they're. It's like a Joe Camel situation. Whoa, that's really trippy. It's like wine. I mean. Yeah. It says ale with apple, cranberry, peach, and cherry. Yeah, what could go wrong? Uh, headache mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. <laughs> no, it tastes all right. Yeah. It tastes, yeah, it tastes like wine. It tastes like a, like a white vino. Interesting. Or a rosé. Or a rosé, Lane. That's true. Welcome yeah. to Driving Well Awesome. My name's Warren. My name's Lane. My name's John. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here. Uh, Brian is not here, but he was here. So I just want to let listeners know. Yeah. Brian will not be joining. <laughs> Warren changed places after he left. I go for this trifecta triangle. Lane never uh-huh. changes his angle. He wants to kink his neck for no good reason. He could just mm-hmm. move his chair like 15, 20 degrees, and then he could see Art and me equally. How would I do that? Turn your chair. My chair is a little kinked. Little Art's turn. not too crazy. Art's a little he's kinky. exactly the same as me. No, his chair is kinked a little bit. I'm but, kinky. But Lane refuses. He'd rather just sure. stare straight. I refuse. Right. That's, that's right. Still refusing, yeah. just for the record. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to mention that uh, uh, Brian has been doing a lot of shopping and he's a crazy bastard? He is a crazy bastard. I would love to know what the <laughs> listeners think of this. Oh, look at Lane. Oh, Move my chair. Power moves. Power uh, moves. Less kink. But now my foot can't go out straight. I might need a shift. Kink and shift. Um, How much are, uh, do we want to reveal the whole deal or do we just talk, want to talk about the cars he's been shopping around for? I mean, the amount of research the man puts into these... Uh... Yeah, that I don't know, <laughs> but it's got to be fairly high. Um, but I think I got him going on the uh, Dodge van tip. Yeah, great idea. Which I do think is a great idea for Brian. Yeah, totally. Um, and he found the perfect one, talked to the guy, went and drove it, and then his last email to me was, yeah, but I just don't have the money. Riddle me this. What's he going to do with the Dodge van? Everything that he's ever dreamed of. Like what? Camping. With two kids. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's not going to happen. Dodgy Bond Racing? Dodgy Bond Racing? <laughs> hey, you think words. his wife and kids are going to go in that Dodge van? Yeah. No. Yeah. I do. I do think so. No. Um, beach trips. They have a dog. Wait, wifey liked the Skylark experience, but it was unsafe. No, they said it was unsafe. Yeah. So the van is unsafe. Unsafe at any speed. <laughs> oh, it's safer. It's, well, than it the is. Skylark, it is I'm a Corvair. Sure. What do you call those? The, the Corvair uh, vans. Greenbrier. Greenbrier. Yeah. It's definitely not a Greenbrier. Unsafe at any speed. Yes. Um, I'm encouraging him. I want to see a Dodge van at Morning Motors. Period. I I, I agree so with Brian. You. I want it, that, but I just hope that he goes all in. I do too. I don't want it just to be a stock fucking ugly van. Shitty, dirty around. van. Yeah, yeah. I no, want no, no. Okay. I want the the steelies with the wide tires yes. and the works. Hate to, yes, hate to 
break it to you guys, but it'll just be a shitty, dirty van. Well, one can hope. <laughs> one uh, can lowered. Hope. I will say, if he, I mean, Brian's modified the BMW, but that's the first car he's ever like done anything heavily. To. Like, I mean, besides, he he does race car. He does yeah, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, the other thing that he sent was a first gen Viper, and saying that he really wants one and uh, thinks it's a really good buy. Um, but then in that same sense, he said that uh, first gen Viper or for the same money, a Lotus Elise. I can't think of two more different cars. Well, in the sports car world. Than those two, that they're very, very different for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's not going to buy either one of those if he can't afford a five thousand dollar van. Uh, he's not going to fi- afford a thirty five thousand dollar. I think uh, just knowing car. Brian, I think uh, he can afford a five thousand dollar van, but he just likes all the build up, and then he just just can't pull the trigger. Just, that's that's yeah. not really. I mean, I don't. I think we, I can speak for all three of us that we're not test driving or calling even calling a guy <laughs> until we are pretty damn sure we're about to pull the trigger. If I test drive something and it's good, that means I'm buying it. Yes. Well, you're not going to test drive it unless you're prepared no, to buy it. No, that's what I'm saying. If I'm test driving something yeah. and it like checks all the boxes, yeah. I'm driving home with that. Right. right, right, right. Exactly. If I get to the point where I'm test driving a car. Yeah. You've got cash in hand. Right yeah, now. dude. There's no point yeah. to test drive it unless you are prepared no, to buy it. No, dude. I don't want to go through that. I know. Like, I don't want to deal with like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to leave now. Like, I just don't. I just can't do that, you know? Right. So what we're saying here is uh, Brian is insane. Is that, is that what we're talking about? No, he's just uh, a <laughs> bigger, little bit more impulsive than some people. So I'm still hopeful that he ends up with a Dodge van, and then he drops it off at Dave Lawrence's shop and turns it into a Dodgy van. Wow, at Dave Lawrence's shop. Good, Good luck, <laughs> he, Dave. He's a Mopar expert. He's, but he, Yeah, but he also does stuff to an extremely high standard. Yeah, and, uh, yep. all but, uh, I'm just, all you need is electric cutout to a straight pipe off the side. Cut springs. Um, cut springs. White steel uh, wheels. Steel wheels. Big wing in the back, or what do they do on those? Nah, you could do a wing in the back. Front lip. Oh, um, yeah, front lip. Ratchet shifter. Yep. Um, I guess a lot of the Durango parts transfer over for suspension and everything. Do they do Ferrari or Porsche brakes? Or both? Oh, shit, I think I don't I've know. seen one of yeah. Oh, you know what they also do instead of steel wheels? It's Watanabe's. Oh, that's cool. Cool. I like very much. And then, uh, you know, you can get as crazy or as weird the interior as you want, um, or not. Good for camping. Um, very good for camping. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did also send him a very <laughs> clean and, and pretty respectable Vanagon for five grand. Oh, I did see Which that. is probably a better buy for the future. Yeah. This can actually hold its value or go up a little bit. But, you know, he might want to go with the Dodge V8 rather than a mm. an or, or a Dodge four. V10. I cannot see Brian and Elise, by the way. I think, uh, I, although I feel Elise? like, yeah, I think he's straight Viper, no door, just, uh, but would he enjoy it? Cause he didn't enjoy his Corvette. Like, you know, but but everything he talked about yeah. his Corvette, he's like, yeah, hey, right, he just, by right. the way, you just threw a Viper, no door, just no doors. Yeah. yeah. Like a male. All of a sudden it goes from no windows and no doors. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stripped down, you know, maybe a NASCAR bar there, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, well, and, uh, maybe different colored panels. Even. I think it's a, a long shot for sure. I'm with you there. That's not going to happen. I think the Corvette, is, I mean, the Viper is more Brian cause he has always loved them. 
I think but I also don't think, but I don't think the dynamics of the Viper fit what he says he likes. Like, like, uh, Warren coming. Yeah. yeah. Like at the seating position. He doesn't like a low, like, slung, long like, hood, exactly. front engine. And that's like the most extreme in all cases. Like, 100%. A, v, a V10, dude. So it's a huge long hood. distribution and I, I couldn't really find it. It was conflicting numbers. I think but it's a 70 30. Is there <laughs> something crazy? And, uh, but then as I'm writing that, I realize, oh, ZR none. Like he owned the exact fucking car yeah. that this is, you know, modeled after yeah, in some yeah. ways. So, but that's the thing. He wasn't in love with that car. He didn't like love the Corvette. I know, but he bought it and owned it and rallied it and, but didn't and, love it or no, but put you know? time and effort into it. And so yeah. he kind of loves the Viper in comparison, you know, he has a soft spot for it. Yeah. Anyhow, that's uh, Brian's update because he's he wasn't here to tell it himself, and I'm sure he has much more to the story. And we would be talking about this for an hour, but um, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. Can't you see him driving that fucking I just, Dodge? No, van? I can't. You can't after all his I, love of minivans. And and all yeah, it, but he's never. It's like a. That's a. I think it's all. Uh, it's like reality versus like what what I want kind of thing. But reality wise, it's very usable. Can you at least use them for what? Fixing the house, uh, doing <laughs> Dude, a dump okay. run. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought something else when you said dump run. What? Sorry. Help me out here. I, I don't see it. I, I He's got to go get some lumber at the fucking hardware store. What's he building? A shed. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> happening. A small fence. Come on, dude. And how about this? BMW's in the shop. He right now has no other car. <laughs> then... I would say something else besides. Well, that's not a brand I'm aware of. Dodgy van. I don't know. I just don't see the the uh, usefulness in it. Ratchet shifter would be cool. I think it's a total. Like, when would you use that? He's not gonna put the kids in that thing, dude. Why not? Christina wouldn't let him. Why? Because it's super unsafe. It's safe. No, it's not. What, you, what world back, do you live in? Not in the front seat. In that middle row. You don't think that's no? Why not? Be. Because it has no no active safety stuff. I know it's you're so far away from anything. Tin can. It's just a big as long tin as can strapped into that seat. with awful brakes and like that. that he's got Ferrari brakes on. Oh man, <laughs> it's Ferrari now. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's putting uh, carbon ceramics on. I just don't see a like a usefulness. I mean, it's if they're gonna go to the beach, now. they take their Jeep Grand Cherokee. Not with two kids and a dog and toys and all that shit. Yeah, they do. They're all in the van, man. I don't know. Nap time, bath time. Don't see it. Sorry. All right. Well, um, I have some other news for you guys. Um, I went to a Golden State Warriors game a few weeks back, and I don't think I've talked about this since, but um, got to the stadium. Art, are you busy? Should we wait? Oh, no, go for it. Stadium all all the way. Got to the stadium and um, walking to find our seats and... uh, pretty busy scene, you know, and one of the employees was outside of the Warriors store. So he's like kind of working the gate, the, the door. He says, Hey, what? Come over here. And I was like, Oh, all right. Like I must've won something or who knows. And he kind of looks squints at me like from afar and he kind of holds his hand up, like kind of like to like draw me in like, Hey, what is that? And he's looking at my hat, this hat, yeah, rally hat. He goes, what does that say? And he goes, <laughs> the next thing he says, he goes, R. Kelly. And I'm all, R. Kelly? <laughs> no, he says, rally. He's like, oh, shit, I thought that said R. Kelly. 
I'm like, oh, shit. I guess the A makes a K kind of with the... From far away, with, just driving, like walking by really quick, he, out of the corner of his eye, <laughs> he thought I was wearing an R. Kelly hat. And then why was he compelled to talk to you about it? I think he was so shocked. He had to stop me. He's like, this guy's and nuts. Bring me yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Do you have any weapons? You know, how many teenage girls have you been hanging out with? I wow. Guess. Yeah. Have you peed yet already tonight? All uh, right. That's a heavy scene, dude. I know. So, uh, I don't want to scare anybody, but if you're wearing your rally DWA hat, you might get stopped for the wrong reason. Mm. Can't guarantee it. I can see that. Yeah. From afar. Right. Yeah. Like if you had no frame of reference and then yeah. yesterday when I was getting coffee, I was wearing this hat. Yeah. But that's never something I would think. R. Kelly. Well, yeah, but you're not in that world. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not in the R. Kelly world. Yeah. That's Excuse a me, sir. That's wait, a compliment. Oh, I know wait, all uh, the words to remix. <laughs> you should take that as a compliment. Uh, yesterday I had a guy at a coffee shop behind the counter talk to me about, about the hat and ask what it was and what we do. Very interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So you say, mm. some say this is like an R. Kelly hat. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually an R. Kelly hat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what rally means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Lane, cool. you should make one, but the letters should be yellow. Yeah. yeah. And P, like yeah. P color. I don't exactly. like that idea at That's all. That's weird, dude. Drip, drip, drip. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want a pistol. Ran away from his microphone. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, dude. R. Kelly, that's not <laughs> Yeah, dude. So Mercedes Benz 560 SEL is at AutoWorks Detailing still. Oh, yeah. Um, I talked to Kevin today on the way to the podcast and, uh, we both agreed that since it's going to be raining, it's not the best time to pick it up. So it's going to live there for another <laughs> half a week or, yep, week or so. another week. Yeah. Um, but he was totally cool with it and had space and all that stuff. Um, cool. I should go visit it for you. Yeah. Say hello. And as a side note to that, I, uh, Got to check out my, my wife's boss's, uh, 992, uh, C4S. And, um, I think she's going to be taking her car to Kevin. So got him a new fancy car to. Nice. Did you drive it? No, I was offered. I had a, you didn't take it? Yeah. Had a holiday party and it was, it's in Los Gatos. Like I would have had to just basically drive around the city streets and it was parked in a kind of a fucked up way. Uh, Oh, yeah. I could have totally done it and been Wait fine. Wait a minute, but... city streets. No, you take it on Highway 17 and you exit Black Bear Road and then you go up in the mountains and then you come back. It wasn't quite that extended of a test drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's really, like, she's super nice and she wouldn't care at all, but she's yep. very particular. You know, like, she was saying, oh yeah. my God, I'm so sorry, it's so dirty. Like you might like, fart in it or something. It was like spotless, you know? Yeah. Um, she hasn't even let her, uh, her partner drive it. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. She handed me the keys. PDK? Yeah. They all are PDK. Oh, fours. All, all now. No, all yeah. of them. Wait, all, all 992s are Well, PDKs? the first year, yeah. No, 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 not yet. No no manuals yet. Oh. They first hit. year, all so PDKs. So out of loop on new cars. Sorry. I know. I know. They were only, cool. yeah. I hadn't seen one like, up close since the LA Auto Show a year ago, and so I you know, I was checking it out and looking at all the details and stuff, and some things I like a lot, and some things I'm like, eh. It is uh, yeah. crazy how it is so uh, advanced feel, looking and feeling. And she says it drives, she, she's going from a GTS to this as her daily. Uh, 911, yeah. 991 GTS? Yeah. Yeah. As her daily. And, uh, she says this thing drives like, uh, like a sports sedan, like a very nice luxury car yeah. compared to the, yeah, yeah. the GTS. Huh. I, I just GTS remembered, was, yeah, because the whole thing that everyone was freaking out about the little razor, the Gillette razor, Gillette razor shifter the thing, stubby, right? the stubby nib or yeah, not yeah. like stubby a brawn. Sorry, not Gillette. Yeah, like a foil brawn razor. razor yeah. Like foil stubby razor. Stubby nub. Yeah. yeah. Did you touch the stubby nut? No, I could see it. Didn't even sit in it. 
I mean, you know. I, yeah, what are you going to do? And like, like, it, you know how it is in those no situations. Engine noises, vroom, and you press vroom. all the buttons. I, know, and, right? I mean, sitting in a car is rad, dude. Like, you get to, I mean, you get. Black on black? Yeah. See what, uh, all the gauge. Black on black, cool. all the options. Like, instrumentation. Crests. Yeah. I was just listening to Smoking Tire with Chris Harris. Yeah. Um, and Chris Harris was talking about how he really wants to buy a 456. Which is dope. And then he was talking about the 599, or sorry, not 599, the uh, 612 manuals. How oh, those are like great cars. Head. Huh? You have a soft spot for those? I like them. Because you got to drive one. I drove yeah. one. Yeah. It's a big deal. And he wanted the one I drove, black on black manual. Huh. Yeah, I'd rather, I mean, looks-wise, I like 456, but obviously that car's probably a big leap forward. That 612 is like a real crazy yeah. leap forward. But 599. It's fine. 575. Something like that. Yeah, I'm not a 599 fan. Yeah, I like 575s. I like 550s better than 575s. Remember um, that 575 we saw pull up? But I like 456s the way they look way better than 612s. Yeah. Yep. Some guy pulled up to the uh, hotel that RM does their auction in Monterey. What is it called now? The Plaza? Or I don't know. Portola. Yeah. Portola Inn or whatever. During auction week, pulls up in a gray 575 manual. And just looks so oh, yeah. perfect. So you know, badass. Like getting his luggage out. It's like, dude, that, yeah. that's yeah, it was a perfect. car. Yeah. You kind of forget about him because it's, there's been so many models now since. Mm-hmm. What are we at now? Like F12, 75, 240. 612? No, no, no. What's the new front engine V12? 612. 612? Yeah. What? 612 super fast? Yeah. Is it? What do you mean? Yes. Oh, I thought it was 612 was the Scaglietti. What? 612, you're saying? Yeah. That's the latest, greatest front-engine Ferrari? Yeah, isn't it? That was F12. Well, there's definitely a, there's definitely the 612 Scaglietti. Yeah. yeah, but they don't make a car. Oh, no, F12. Yeah, F12. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, you did. F12. <laughs> and you corrected me to say 612. <laughs> I told, I'm telling you. I, I, but I, I think there's a model. The wrong person asked. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not equipped to uh, go. There's ahead. also the FF and, or the FF turned into the Luso. Luso. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. And they made a Luso a long time ago, too. Of course. <laughs> um, we yes, know they that. did. Yeah. Beautiful so, yeah. car. Everyone's looking tired. We just had a big weekend. God, dude, that was a gnarly weekend. Yeah. Oh, um, I have a project update. Ooh. I, in the mail, the other day, I got a strap brace for my car. Cool. Oh, it came. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So from Pelican Parts. Uh, upper? Upper strap brace. Front? Front strap brace. Cool. Is it going to fit under your hood? That's, That's a, a great dude. question, Warren. Tight-ass fucking fit you got no. going on. Oh, so... It's made for an I forty four. I know, but not for a Euro hood, maybe. Or uh um, So that's a that's a great great <laughs> question. That's a great uh some great uh thinking on your part. Because today I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take it was kind of a little bit raining, and I was like, you know what, I don't care. I'm gonna put this on. I'm gonna take fifteen minutes and put this thing on. It's three bolts. That's how long it takes to save on your car insurance. So that's pretty that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it doesn't take that long. Uh, yeah, 15 minutes to save more car insurance. Oh, okay. But, um, it's six bolts altogether. Yep. Three on the strut, on the strut, strut, how, whatever. Yeah. Strut bearings or whatever they are up yeah, there. Strut towers. Um, there's four bolts there, but you only need three. And, uh, so I go put it on and it's fairly straightforward. It's just kind of bolting it on and then tightening, um, the bar that goes across and everything. 
And then I drop the hood closed <laughs> and everything's fine. And then I put all my tools away and I go to check it out and I look and I'm like, oh, only one side of the hood's closed. The other side's, it's not really closed still. I'm like, wait, I swear I like dropped it. Yeah, it hits the hood scoop. Did it bend it? No, it bend like the bottom of the, it's fine. Okay. But I'm like, oh shit, the hood scoop just hits the fucking strut brace. Oh my God. How much? Mm. How much is it? Can hit? you cut a portion off? Or so you modify that strut brace. I notched the hood vent. Yeah. Oh. Basically it's the, the hood vent is like, it's pretty crude if you look at how those things yeah. are well, cause they're, they're gnarly, dude. They're almost like uh, a racing part the way they look. Like right. they're just like, it's like, but anyways, the way they are is like basically it hangs down. It has these like tabs on either side of the knock duck that are like sheet metal that uh, double wall sheet metal that sticks down an inch below the actual lower surface area of the knock duck. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it's not cosmetic or anything. So all I I had to notch like a three quarters of an inch out of that. Yeah. Out of that little lip on that you only see when you open the hood. Mm -hmm. And I'll I basically notched out pretty crude and then I'll clean it up and make it all smooth later. Um and I was able to get the hood closed. But nice. my fifteen I, minute job turned into an hour right, and five right, minutes right. or yeah. hour and ten I minutes or whatever. Drop your hood not thinking at all about it and it fucking like buckled the hood. No, I didn't luckily I didn't do anything. It was just like it, it bent that little piece yeah. that I ended up cutting off, but I ended up I knew where to cut it because that's where it bent. Yeah, yeah. you can see where, right? So it was all fine. Um so how drastic of a difference is Oh that my god. Does dude. it drive like a new car? It drives crazy. That's a hard thing. Like placebo versus like everything else. And then you hear like a lot of people say strap braces don't really do anything and it's like how much you know, what's it really going to do? I mean, I've already four, like my suspension's not race suspension. So is it, you know, how much is it really doing? What color is it? It's, uh, it's like a stainless steel. Oh, okay. Just natural. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It's like That's a good. nice looking piece. Any it's, big it's a Bray Krause oh, yeah. piece and it just has a little tiny sticker on the bar in the center. Um, yeah, but really nice looking welds and everything. Yeah, take I mean, that sticker off, put a little DWA sticker on. Yeah. It's a good looking piece. I mean, um, but I did, so, so far I just drove down West Cliff or whatever, you yeah, know, right. um, I don't know, placebo versus whatever. I mean, maybe it, I don't know, maybe it did nothing, but it kind of feels, I feel like I got rid, I had that little clunk in the right end, right side. It might've been that my one of my bolts was a little loose. Hmm. Oh, the strip bolt? The strip the, bolts or yeah, the, the little bolts up there. Yeah. Because I don't hear that anymore. Huh. Um, since I put it on. Yeah. And um, maybe it kind of feels a little more like tied together or something, but that could be pure placebo. Right. Yeah. I right. think we'll... I don't know, dude. I mean, especially up in the mountain roads, I think is when where you'll notice it is where you have like undulations and you have actual like... Yeah. West Coast is pretty smooth. It's a nice road. Um, like when you're going fast on a road like that where you have some kind of irregularities in the surface and all that. Yeah. The other thing is they, you know, they, they claim it's good for like um, keeping your alignment Mm. Because your your alignment's not going to change, right? Because yeah. you're you're stiffening everything up, so it's not yeah. going to. 
move around on you um, under driving conditions. But yeah, it was cool. Nice. I got it, got it done. It looks rad under the hood. I and bet. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, you're gonna post a picture. I am. I took some pictures today, so I'll post those. Uh, but yeah, I did that, and I guess that's my only update. It's kind of wet around here, so you can't do much. Yeah, I was really surprised on the way down here. Um, as soon as I hit kind of the crest over on 92, like it was full on like raining. I mean, and, uh, it was dry where I was just right yeah, over the hill yeah. all day and it was raining all the way down. It's uh, weird. I it was really wet. Didn't rain at all today until like I started coming this side of town and it just was super misty. Yeah, misty. It, it has, yeah, it wasn't really totally raining. Very misty. It was definitely very misty. Speaking of rain. Yeah. Redwood SoCal, huh? It didn't rain, dude. It, it was did. great. I mean, it, well, the night did before, a total of like eight minutes, I would say, or ten well, minutes. The damage so, was done when we arrived. That was the yeah. thing, right? It was, it, it, we were, I'd say 80% of the show was on grass, so, or 70%, call it. And that was completely sopping wet and there was mud and, <laughs> but we got really creative with how we put people on. Not just that, like that. talk about the, uh, the day before getting ready for that show and it, Totally, the clouds opened up and just fucking dumped, and yep. very low uh, <laughs> morale. Morale at that moment in time. Yeah, um, I agree, man. I even mentioned it when I when I was talking up there on the stage like, after we finished the award ceremony. Like, I mean, it's inside baseball, but you know, we were bummed the day before. We're like, dude, we're going into the show. It was it was a really bum, like a, a total bummer, but the day it itself went really really well, and it was a fantastic show. Yeah, it's I don't know, I don't know if it's a curse or whatever, but it's. It's been like, oh shit, it's going to be horrible. Like in Boston, we had a nor'easter that was supposed to hit the day of the show. And it's like, yep. well, fuck, what can we do? But when we woke up that morning, the forecast had pushed the rain off like till the afternoon. Same thing for LA. Like it says, it's supposed to rain all night and into the day. And then I wake up and it says three o'clock. It's going to yep. start raining. I'm like, okay, like I can work with that. Like, and it could, never started. We at could three get o'clock, awards yeah. done and everything by three and, you know, have a good show. And then it pushed till five and then to seven. And, and then it never happened. It rained a little bit. Or it rained bit. at night, maybe overnight. Yeah, I think it rained overnight. And it rained yeah. a tiny bit. Yeah, a little but, bit. Yeah, like at 2.30 or something. I mean, man, I don't know the total car count that actually arrived, but it felt very full and mm. had a lot of, a ton of cars, great show. Killer variety. Yeah, well over 400 registered cars. And people were dressed up and didn't deter any of that stuff, which you're always kind of worried about. Because you picture these shows when you're planning it, like, it's going to be sunny and people are going to having yeah. picnics and <laughs> yeah, yeah. hanging out and stuff. And and I don't feel like it was too different from what... Um, no, you couldn't, like... Like, it would have been awesome, obviously, to have, like, picnics on those little hills and stuff like that and, like, the grass, the nice grass. But there was, like, a big picnic area with benches and stuff, which was great. And it's the stayed, DJ stage. Stayed dry enough for people to use that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. tons of people were there. And um there's tons of cars. And the weather was killer. And uh, the lighting was really good for photos. If you look at all the everyone's photos, look really yeah, cool. Good, dude, yeah. the skies are really cool looking. You know, usually L.A. has pretty boring skies. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to have those. And then it also, the uh, venue was so awesome, dude. It looks like, um, I mean, it, it, it looks like fall on the East Coast or something, yeah. dude. It's like, it does not look like Southern California. Yeah. With all those trees and everything. Yeah, all the turning leaves. It was, yeah. all, we had a lot of yellow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it worked out great. And yeah, I, I was going to talk about the people. Like, I, I genuinely thought like we were going to have a harder time, you know, like picking a best, a raddest dress. Cause I, I think this is the most I've seen. Like I said so too. Yeah. When I, 
it, in it, front of the crowd. People were like, so fucking decked very out. Well dressed. Yeah, show. it's super fun. It really makes the event. You know, like it's it's one thing, you know, to have amazing cars, but when people go in, like it's really kind of it really affects the whole kind of vibe and the spirit of the show. And it's great to see everyone dressed up. Yeah. Um, I did want to give a shout out to the couple in the E24. I, I talked I don't to them personally. Names. You did. Yes, awesome. I talked to both of in them. In the E24s? Yeah, dude, they always come to our events. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, been to and, San Francisco, they've been to all the LA shows. And they go all out, but there's, you know, it, it's hard, right? Because there's so many people that go all out, and like, but they're just great together, and I, I actually wanted to like hook them up with a t-shirt or something. They need like a Lifetime Achievement Award yeah, or maybe something. We'll, next time we see them, we'll have to pull them up on stage, but I did, yeah. for sure. As they were driving out, I told both the gentlemen and the lady, uh, they both drive their own E24s. And I told him first, I said, hey, I just want to let you know that we see you and like we totally, uh, appreciate what you guys are doing. You go all out. Unfortunately, I couldn't give you guys a shout out because I'd have to give shout outs to, like everyone because everyone dressed up, but we want to let you know. And he's like, that's so awesome. Please tell her behind me that, you know, that as well. And so I did. And she was very like, uh, you know, uh, gracious uh, accepting that compliment. And, so anyways, I think other people see it too because we've, I mean, dude, they've come to every show on the West Coast basically. Well, yeah. other than Seattle, but, uh, Tacoma, but you know, definitely representing. And the fact yeah. they both drive their own rad car. Yeah. It felt so bad because I was up top at royalty letting, pe- you know, checking people in and they, you had to do this little like around these cones and they did, they just kept driving out into the wilderness and they disip, they didn't, I'm like, and we're like, no, no, like waving, like Colin's like kind of running after him, but they're going at a, you know, they're going at a slow pace, but he's not going to chase all the way after them. And then they don't come back for like 10 minutes. And we're like, dude, where did they go? And then they come back on the same trail 10 minutes later. It just took a little extra. Like a long time later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized that. Yeah, it was such a bummer. A huge shout out to Colin and Travis. Uh, for all their help. That was, those are champs. Definitely, uh, needed. Couldn't have done it without them. So shout out to those guys. Hushy Pushy for taking some pictures. Yeah. He was all over around. It too. He helped a ton, roll yep. around the show. Yeah. It's, it's super helpful to have these guys. I mean, we can always book all the, you know, task rabbits and all the, you know, contractors or whatever, but it's super crucial to have people who have done this with us in the past. Like and have an eye everything for, so much easier. Have an eye for these cars and yeah. in the event because you know what people want to see and stuff. And if you hire some task rabbit that's never been to a car show, it's like they don't know, uh, you know, XJ220 from a. Hey, yeah, man, exactly. That guy, that guy had done a, a Model A show, all right? He, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> SEMA was his dream. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we had, I mean, um, um, what did we have there up front? So we had the, um, uh, thinking, what is it? The freaking, sorry, the Consolier GTP right up front. We had the Red. service 348, mm-hmm. which is pretty decked out. Yep. Um, we had the, uh, Aston Martin Virage in, Roy- in the center of royalty. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. flanking that was just a solid mix of G bodies. We had some goody thirties up on the hill with the R- R5 turbo. There was a nice collection of Mercedes Benz, uh, everything from SEC to 55s. So the green one, I don't know if you guys saw it, the 190E, it was a W201, 190E, um, the way on the other side, it was a green one. I mentioned the car to, I don't know who I was talking to about it, but not, not at, uh, at the show. I had mentioned seeing that car on Instagram. It's a Euro spec car and like, um, it's like an avocado non-metallic green 
with a Palomino interior, which is a tan. The diesel one. The diesel one. Yeah, that was on Bring a Trailer. That one. A manual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Such a rad car, dude. Yeah, with the hubcaps. Hubcaps. I yeah. love those hubcaps. I think it, I didn't see what it sold for, but someone said that someone stole that car on Bring a Trailer. Basically, I think it went for really cheap. Um, no reserve? It was no reserve. Dude, that thing was so nice. I mean, it was like absolutely mint and... It, well, it was, not, it was decent. Yeah. I only saw pictures of it, but like, uh, but well, I didn't see the car at the show is what I was trying to get at. And I saw pictures of it at the show later, but I had seen the car before the show. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen it up close. Cause yeah, I mean, it's a total spec that I would rock. I think it would make a super cool daily, like a manual, like, you know, diesel, probably not so great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, with the hubcaps and, and it also, no, it was a great looking car. It's really bumpers, cool. Yeah. Black uh, bumpers look great on that. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And Euro headlights. It's of like course. taxi spec. Yeah. Exactly. Like taxi spec. Yeah. It was cool. There was a lot of good Mercedes. There was also a uh, W124 next to that. I took a picture of like the front end, uh, uh, metallic green one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the guy. I want to say it's like Jay Klein or one of those, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who has the Ur Quattro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say it's him. Okay. He has that thing as well. Really nice car. A um, lot of good uh, Mark, like a couple of good Mark 1 GTIs. And, and Mark 2s. Right? Yeah. Really yep. cool ones. So those yep. two red. The Mark 1s I posted today, both of them are reds. So you can't tell they're different cars. All right. But they are different cars, and they were both really nice. Yeah. I think one of them was the one that was at L.A. last year. Yep. And then that Mark II is sick. And then um, yeah. our our buddy Tape Deck Whips, Raheen, his Mark II is super nice. Beauty. He was in royalty. Yep. yep. I heard people talking about that car. Like just, mm-hmm. I, was I saw a lot of people generally. looking. And yeah, speaking yeah. of Mark ones, we have that Cabriolet with 36 miles. 39 by the 39. Which is insane. Uh, yeah. So miles, like yeah. like thir- like not a typo. 39. He told me that I'm like, oh, this thing's sweet, and he's like, yeah, 39 miles. I'm like, oh, cool. You think 39? I was thinking like 39,000 or something. Well, I just wasn't even like listening. Insane. Yeah, yeah and either, it's 39. Either. And he owned it for a year, so I don't know who he bought it off. He of. bought it off a. So it was it was one of those like dealership cars. Yeah. The dealership bought it just and put it in the, the showroom, car. and it was in the owner of the dealership's like. Like, you know, a little collection or whatever, and the guy died last year. Mm. That's pretty wild. So, pretty weird. I mean, it was cool to look at it because I, I took a video of the the engine bay. We've yeah. never seen one that clean. Dude, ever. all the cadmium was like bright gold. Exactly, like, and all the weld marks on the engine bay were yeah. like brand new and stuff. Usually that gets all grimy and yeah. fucked up. The CIS or all those lines and stuff, yeah. perfect, brand new, everything. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a weird mothball time capsule. It's like... Almost like someone's been detailing it. Or, yeah, it had or to he's be gone through it, or something. and it had to be in like a like all the rubber looked good and everything. Yeah. So it had to be in a really nice like climate controlled environment. Yeah, not too dry. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, and he brought it out in the rain and parked it and you know, drove it and, down the hill and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't even see where he him. let. I didn't see a trailer or anything. Yeah, I didn't either. He obviously had to trailer it, but maybe he parked in spectator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some other standouts would be the Audi, uh, Quattro that was up on the, the bluff there. Mm-hmm. That one was at Bradwood last year upstairs. Yep. And then I really like that Volvo wagon with the 1552 wheels. Oh yeah. Um, the with the, yeah, that looked and good. it had the, uh, uh, the suspension mountain bike. Uh, what's that company? So, I don't know. It's, um, it'll come to me, but they use like rubber suspension rather than, like shocks, soft ride. Yeah, soft ride. But it, it wasn't a soft ride. There was a Volvo. I don't know. There was a Volkswagen with a soft ride. Uh, oh no, you're talking about the it, where it has the suspend. Yeah, I used to have one of those. Really? 
um, it's different color um, yes. things, and that's what this is. I also had a soft ride, by the way. Okay. A mountain bike. Dude, those are expensive. Soft rides got me out of mountain biking oh. because I bought that bike for, I bought the frame for like 1600 bucks. Yeah, dude. Those are really bad. And then I put all like XTR and XT suspension, and I rode it, and I was like, fuck, this thing, it sucks. <laughs> you have to like sit on it, and it would just bounce you around. Yeah, it was yeah. so lame. Anyways, 850R... Uh, might have just been an 850 wagon white uh, with the with the Audi above it, and then we had like a cool trio. Of oh, white was cars. that the that's the one that was at Ra- the drift the Radwood drift down yeah, there? The same one. Yeah. Okay. We had a trio of white cars, which is a Ferrari 328 with uh, cool three piece wheels, and then a Porsche 928, um, also white. White, and then in the center was the. Torgerson? Torgerson or Torgensen EXP? EXP. Yeah. So one of one built by a guy in his garage. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Very well done for yeah. what, it, what it was. And uh, it, very understated, yet 80s for sure. Um, side strikes, pop-up headlights. Uh, front cool strikes. F- front strikes. <laughs> uh, mid-engine. A very rad car. Yeah. And that was our Radisson show. Definitely a really rad car. Yep. Uh, and that was owned by Randy Carlson, who won Radisson Show last year at Wood LA in his mini truck. And that's a very cool story. I mean, just it's never been done before, first of all, if yeah. anyone's wondering. Uh, yeah, that's back-to-back Radisson Show winner. Um, so we'll see if he, what he brings next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or if he even brings that thing again, but just makes it super dialed, because I know he was still he was working on some of the... Uh, you know, drivetrain items. Yeah. yeah. So. Cosmetically, it looked like it was all it there. Pretty though. good. Yeah, it looked better than when they first pulled it out. Like, yeah. I, I, I went and looked at the old photos and some of the front, like, detail, like, work uh, was kind of like there were pieces that were missing and stuff and the wheels were mismatched. And So that car had, like, been shown, I guess. You know, the guy had, like, showed it at places and at one oh. point it was silver. Oh, I The original that. owner. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it was good. And then across from it, basically staring it down from uh, across the pathway was... Uh, the gray Testarossa that's been to our shows, uh, with the red interior. And those guys dressed up as Clark and his wife, uh, Clark Griswold, uh, for mm-hmm. Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas. And, uh, that was cool. Oh, and they had the, uh, the wreath in the back, right? Yeah. With wreath the on the engine cover, which is, which is a good touch. That's such a nice car. I really that's, like that I car. I love that car. That's yeah. like perfect. It's a, so it's a, it's like Grigio Metalizzato or something yeah, with the on Oxblood ox interior. It's a beautiful so car. Good. Yeah, yeah and he drives it everywhere. He maintains it himself, which is super cool. Drives it in the rain to Radwood, too. Yeah. So Cartboy on Instagram, I think. Yeah, that right. sounds right. Cartboy something. Yeah, he drove that to our Palooza over here with all the gnarly rain and yeah. icy conditions to Sonoma. Yep. And then last year at Peterson, he was parked next to a Ducati 748 SP, which is a rad pairing. So, yeah, I definitely remember that car. And I remember it in the tent at uh, Phoenix Club. So yeah, an alumni for sure. He's been to a lot of events. And then uh, we had a late arrival by a certain Matt Farah yeah. driving a certain uh, Le Mans race car. <laughs> yeah, he rolled uh, up in the Koenig C62, which is a friend, our friend's car. And uh, he was like drenched in sweat when he popped the door open. He's like, dude, the AC or the defroster, neither neither work. <laughs> well, then <laughs> also, the like people don't know this, but shout out to Art for facilitating that whole deal, like getting that car from Pecla to Radwood and lining up Matt Farah and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm glad like, it all worked out. Like, I, I mean, know, it really did. He was, a, he was a total champ. I mean, like, 
because initially that morning he texted me. I think I've been with Lane. Like he's like, yeah, dude, I don't know if I can even fit in this thing. I'm like, oh shit. He's like, what do I do now? I'm like, I don't know. We'll try, you know? (laughs) And so, and he gave it a shot. And even though, as I mentioned, yeah, like the AC didn't work, the the defroster didn't work, which is even scarier because like he was driving it in, in, I mean, it wasn't like fully raining, but it was in cold weather. And it was like wet roads. So spray and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So the, at least the, the windshield wiper works and and all that. But also I had arranged with Gen to make sure that he put new tires on that before sending the car down, you know, and luckily kind of serendipitously, I should say the only tires that he could find available in the right size were race wet tires. But that's really what that car should have. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like, especially in that condition, though. I mean, it's, in it's any pretty condition, ideal. unless he's going like full track days, which he's not, um, that car should have like a at least intermediate or wet tire. Yeah, intermediate would be better. Rough yeah. and narrow roads. Yeah, the problem with, with a wet, with a full wet race compound is that they overheat really fast because they sure. need water for cooling. Yeah. So if it's dry, they get really slip, like they get, you know, greasy. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, what the next situation is where that car will be driven, but, yeah. uh, definitely not ideal for like he a just needs track a, day test or something. Another like that. set of wheels, right? That would be, a, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Those are probably pretty easy to find. And you could do, <laughs> yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. So this is, I, I mean, we should probably explain that it is a 962. It's a real 962 Lamar race car that was converted to street use. And they only made three of them. And it's Koenig, the company that, um, was famous for modifying, um, Mercedes and period and Tesferosas and Porsches, uh, Porsches. So yeah, if you look up Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G, anything, you know, type in Koenig Mercedes, Koenig Ferrari, Koenig Porsche. They are the raddest shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like super wide body, the biggest strakes, just spoilers, crazy over the Yeah. We've had a 911. Koenig and a Mercedes uh, 560 at, yeah. at Radwood. So we had the, the raddest in show at Radwood Philly was that 560, right? Yep. W126. Uh, With Koenig. wide body side strikes on a sedan. On a sedan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a black one at Jersey, a 911, black 911. Which I've never seen that Koenig. before. And that yeah, thing had crazy, know. like, Exposed slant headlights. nose, exposed headlight thing. It was weird. Yeah. That was really weird. It actually looked, the headlights look a lot like the 962 in some ways. They yeah, they did. Same framed out. Um, yeah, like plexi kind of. For sure. Covered. But then the 962 uh, at Radwood SoCal was parked kind of in the middle where people had to walk past it and stuff. It was a great spot and I think it got a, a decent amount of attention. Yeah. Say. It was perfect. Yeah, it was kind of a featured location there with the water as the backdrop and everything. Um, I've seen a ton of photos of it. I don't yeah. know if you've been watching the Radwood tag, but, um, it's funny how these things kind of pan out, you know, because, you know, from this is inside baseball for, for like the listeners as we plan this stuff is we had an idea, you know, we had talked about it the day before. We're like, yeah, we think here, but there was a chance that maybe we would move it to a more central location. And, and basically like it was kind of a day of decision. We're like, fuck it. We're going to put it right there, you know, and it ended up being the perfect place for it. it but, was great. but it's just kind of funny how like, you know, it, the whole show could have changed completely because it did really tie both sections together really well. I thought, yeah. um, you know, where you have on the right side of the, the property, it was the standard display and then royalty on the left. And that was kind of the middle of the show. So. I think it was such a special car that it deserved to be on its own. Yeah. It didn't need to it, being by itself. Didn't hurt it at all. It was right. Get, yeah. Right by the DJ too. It was, it was great. It was great. Um, and uh, yeah, so successful show. It didn't rain. No one, you know, no one cried. Yeah. No one melted. So 
um, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, this location did not have cell coverage. Yeah. And uh, I heard nothing but positive feedback about it, which was, I was really surprised by. I didn't know what to expect. I know. Like, we, we, were, we were definitely worried that people would be feeling very isolated and untethered to society and maybe only stay for a short time or uh, be frustrated by that. Um, but there's also the element that, you know, people weren't tied to their phones. They got to enjoy the show maybe a little bit more. And mm-hmm. um, we did have some basic Wi-Fi for for a small uh, area, but um, that actually worked really well, too. Yeah, so, that worked great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what next year's like. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting that uh, I don't remember who posted. It was an article. It might have been on Hot Rod or, or you know, one of the one of the major publications. Uh, they they basically spun it as like a period correct thing, you know, and and that's you know we didn't intend that, but it's we could have marketed it that way, you know, and like and and it seems like people really genuinely took it that way though, like they're like oh well this is what we're doing, you know, we're focusing, we're taking all the photos now, and we'll deal with it later, and and yeah, I don't know, did you guys hear any complaints at all or no, yeah no no. Yeah, it was, that was that was awesome. I was stoked on that because it was kind of a stress stressor. No, it's cool. I love the location. It's my favorite, by far, my favorite L.A. location or Southern California location. Sweet. Yeah, the venue was rad the, and, because yeah. it combined the almost like authenticity of the Phoenix Club being very like old school in the, in that it could have been 1986 or something. Um, it it combined that. With good backdrops. Yeah. Which like made it a winner, right? And, yeah. and, and tons of like a lot of trees for shade. I mean, I imagine if it was sunny, it'd be glorious, but it was really nice this way too. Yeah. Tons of places to sit and eat way more than either places, uh, Phoenix Club or, or, um, Peterson. Peterson. And, uh, really cool little area for like where the merch booth was and the beer garden was rad. The little beer stand. Yeah. Um, it looks like they went through a lot of kegs, dude. Oh, great. I, yeah. I it was see. crazy. Um, and then the DJ area was perfect. Tons of seats there. Yeah. It was just like really cool. I was all, and you kind of had to like, Peterson was, it was a great show, but it was just a big, you know, two stories of a big parking lot. And you can kind of see everything from like one vantage point up top. If you're up there, you can kind of see like, oh, there's the whole show. Phoenix Club was kind of cool because you had to kind of walk around. This was like that, but more wandering. Yeah. And I love that aspect of it where you couldn't like you had to like kind of wander throughout to see the whole thing. And um, which is like the way Goodwood was as well. For oh, me, yeah, you know, I loved how Goodwood cool. was, how you had the front straight, straight, and then mm-hmm. you couldn't, you had to walk through and, and you had the middle, middle paddock, but... and then you had the other paddocks and yeah. you kind of had to do this whole like wandering through it. And it wasn't yeah. like, Oh, okay. Like Peterson, you could go there and be like, okay, I saw the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Like there it is. No meandering. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all there. We can't say what the future holds, but if we do end up back there, there's room to grow too, which is cool. Right. And, uh-huh. Um, we can get even more creative with, you know, getting cars and uh interesting spots and mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it was very encouraging so yeah and then we uh we went home and watched professional uh bull riding 
Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that, was, that was actually really funny. I yeah, was, that was cool. I was thinking about that the next day. I was like, was I, d- I did want to give a shout out before we go into the rest <laughs> of the evening and the following day uh, to Acura for making that SLX for the event. I mean, it was really the whole build up and build itself was for Radwood SoCal specifically. Yep. And, um, you know, it was, it was like super well received and like, uh, it got quite a bit of publicity leading into the event and like, it was great to hear how many people wanted to go see it. They're like, where's the Acura? Where's the SLX? I want to go check it out. And I mean, it, it was a super rat car. I mean, it is. Uh, they, it sounded they, crazy as it came down the hill. It yeah. So much wine. Cause yeah, they, it was like, so I talked to Andrew later, but he was saying that it's got like, basically like a race fuel pump and like all these crazy uh, parts. So it's, it sounds crazy. Yeah. Or, you like, know, the, yeah. Um, but it's a, uh, it's an SLX. So it's basically an Isuzu trooper that was rebranded or rebadged in the early nineties. And they took one year you know, only one year only. Yep. Okay. And they took the, uh, RDX engine 1999, only 99. And so they took the drivetrain and the suspension from a modern RDX, like, and so it's the four cylinder turbo. It's the one we rented or we, we had as a press car like yeah. a month ago. And, yeah. and it, based on what I, what, what they told me, it sounds like they built the engine to type R spec. So, cause it's essentially the same motor. And so it's tuned that way. Uh, and also the suspension has the super handling all wheel drive, which we talked about, which was really good. It's got that torque vectoring and you mm-hmm. know, um, capability. So the uh, best thing about it was actually the 1552 wheels, dude. So because good. they looked a lot like the factory wheels and they did the brush finish mm-hmm. and, or mill finish yeah. or machine finish. Yeah. And they looked like super stock, but you're like, Oh, what's going on there? Kind yeah. of thing. Like, and the whole really thing cool. was that way, right? It yeah. was so subtle. Like they had the badge and everything, but if you didn't know what to look for, like you would assume it's just the stock truck. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a stock one next to it. Is that a it. truck? Wham. It's, is it a car? It's an SUV for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they had a stock one sitting next to it. This one was a little lower. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tyson Huggy, I guess, owned both of them originally. Ah. And he sold the one to Acura for like a few hundred bucks because it was a total basket case yeah, yeah. for them to do this build, you know? Oh, that's cool. so, so yeah, they put a lot of time and effort into it and it came out killer. That's um, cool. Yeah. And that NSX that was parked next to it, uh, was also a very special NSX that, um, uh, they didn't really pump very much. And, uh, I was waiting for some information, but apparently, that is a very early car that was lost at um, a local college down in a community college or something in the, in the LA area in the nineties. So it's like a, it's basically a pre-production car. Like it's not uh, like the first serial number uh, for, for sale to the public was like, let's say number 79 or something. And this is like a number 52. And, um, and so they loaned it to a college or something for some kind of design study thing. And then somehow they lost track of the car and it was basically like stolen MIA and, yeah. and it, they found it recently, I guess a year ago or something somewhere buried in like under a bunch of shit at this college. So it was still there. They just never drove it or gave it back to Acura. Oh, weird. And, uh, and so they pulled it out and kind of res- did a mild restoration and, and that's what that was, you know? Mm-hmm. So pretty wild, you know, like how I can't, it's unbelievable to me that a company could lose a car like that. And I asked him like, well, isn't there like some kind of record or anything? He's like, dude, we have nothing. Like, yeah. like we just somehow they were moving shit around and discovered it. So weird. <laughs> it's like dollar car stuff. Yeah. How is that even possible? I remember there at Academy of Art, there was like weird, there was a couple weird, like pre-production cars on the roof there. Oh, really? That, like we're just there on Van Ness right there yeah. downtown on the roof though. Like, like you Not had even to go visible. Just yeah. Exposed yeah. And fucked yeah. And one of them had like, um, clay bodywork all over it and stuff. Oh. Like 
Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But Ooh. yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff and cool sponsors as always. Haggerty and Bear Jackson and Bear Jackson brought out the Motul uh, was there with yeah. some cool motorcycles. Um, did, yeah. Thanks to that. Bear Jackson brought out the Paul Walker stuff. Yeah. Thanks to Motul for bringing motorcycles because we didn't really have yeah. any. DJ DP on the ones and twos, killing it. Absolutely yeah. killed. At one point, all the DeLoreans came through. And as they were rolling through, he put on Power of Love by Huey Lewis. So good. It's a pretty cool scene. There's a little, uh, like a video of it on YouTube. Oh, cool. Um, from like the DeLorean guys from oh, like nice. out, it's just like out of one of the cars. They had a camera on it as they drove by and it was like that whole scene. Perfect. It was like a spectacle for yeah, sure. Pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. And DP, as you said, absolutely killed it. It's so important to have a good DJ, man. Oh, and yeah. Like, it's one thing to have a DJ that is skilled. Like that's one thing, yeah. but it's also one DJ, a DJ to have to, that understands the vibe of the space and the variety and really mm-hmm. appealing to the whole, you know, the whole group there and not just sticking to one genre. And like he'd mixed everything so well and, yep. it, and it was everything, right? It yeah. Was, it wasn't just rock. It wasn't like for a second there, it was like Metallica. Then it went to, you know, that, you know, probably yeah. love to, you know, hip hop to everything in between. Uh-huh. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was killer. But yeah. Super great show. I was, I was really stoked on it considering the weather was so. Scary. Big relief. Yeah. Big, big relief. relief. So what's next? Next. Uh, so we drove the, uh, the X6. Well, no, before you get to that. Oh, uh, <laughs> what's next in the, with Radwood? February Austin. 29th. Oh, yes. Austin, Texas at the driveway once again. Yep. Our favorite racetrack. Pretty much. Come party with us February 29th. Um, if you work in a position to go on a business trip maybe you book it for uh, february 29th yeah i think colin colin's doing that i didn't want to throw him out of his bosses uh, oh dude did i tell you about that last year what did, I, I don't know if i ever huh? told you guys so yeah, you uh, missed him by like five, yeah yeah five i guess i might have told warren so uh, oh yeah i went ahead of like basically i went to scout the space you know i went to check out the venue and this was probably you know a few months before the event and uh and i was somewhere downtown at a bar and uh I was drawn to this, uh, to a judge, right? A GTO. And it was just sitting there and, um, you know, I was checking it out, whatever. And I took a picture of it, go into the restaurant. And it turns out that Colin had just left the restaurant as I was going in, but we missed each other. And so I posted a picture of it while I was sitting at the restaurant waiting for my food. And, um, he like within five minutes basically said, dude, I was just there. Like, are you still there? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like it was, we're in, in Austin at the same time, totally separate. Like that's cool. Kind of crazy, you know? And he's from SoCal. We're up here. So it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, pretty stoked, man. We love that venue. So, um, excited to make it happen there. Yeah. Again. And yeah. I think, uh, it has the potential to be a very big show. So if you yeah. want to see a lot of rad stuff, please come to Radwood Austin. Yeah. Good variety there as well. And, uh, I think it's kind of an interesting little, t- uh, fact that it was our biggest show ever, um, this year and we say last year did not fill the entire property. So we do have some potential to be even bigger this year. Yeah. So, We'll see. I was looking at the map today. We should talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And I did, I did want to mention to the folks who attended last year that I am already telling at least the one food truck that, uh, that I spoke with today that, uh, they need to stock up on water because <laughs> every food truck ran out of water last or this yeah. year. I keep saying last year. I swear we need to just uh, have a yeah. water stand or something, but $1 waters. $1 or just have like, uh, 
what do you call it? A hose. A hose, yeah. Just hose up. <laughs> uh, do you guys remember like drinking out of a hose, like that flavor? I love it. Of course. Like, yeah, it's taste awesome. as a kid, right? Like you just like, there was a minute there where I wanted to market just a, a bottle of water. Hose water is so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh, so you get that taste? <laughs> yeah. Or you taste of rubber? Or you it was always sell when I got it, back right? from, from the beach, I would be like hosing down and then you'd drink out of the hose i just remember running around as a kid like playing with your nerf balls in the yard and, and everyone's like thirsty and you just go for the yeah, hose yeah. and it's like that slip and sliding so and distinctive like that sleep flavor. in the doghouse outside and you do yeah but i mean i thought you were gonna say you can market the flavor like as like a like yeah. a hint you know yeah, hint water was, was, you could do uh rubber hose say, flavor yeah. but then everyone said that people probably wouldn't pay for that because they can just get it <laughs> it's very true and it would the i imagine the cost would be pretty high right Right, so we so make a do. hose nipple. Yeah, we didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Nipple. Uh, Heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA. We all know Heel and Toe Apparel has the coziest shirts, um, the best automotive shirts out there, and uh, it's the perfect gift. Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah, whatever you know, holidays you celebrate, um, little gift exchanges at your work. This is the perfect gift for the car lover in your life. Even if they're not super into cars, they're just kind of cool graphics that I think anyone could wear, especially like the sandals on the, on the, uh, on the pedals shirt. Um, you have a lot of cool stuff, really cool hats, cozy sweatshirts. Um, they have a new beanie, which is really cool. It's a Dawn Patrol beanie. So check that one out. And, uh, they have some socks that they made in collaboration with our friend, uh, Eric over at Stripe Design. So go check out all their gear and uh, pick some up for the holiday and get 20% off your order when you use the code DWA at checkout or go to heelandtoeapparel.com forward slash DWA. Warren and I drove down in a brand new... BMW X6 M50i, Look at this guy. which we talked about so last week yeah. a little bit, but w- yeah. uh, at the at the time talking about it, Art had only driven it, and Warren and I drove it down to L- or Orange County, and Art took a plane, and uh, yeah, did uh, did the job, did a admirable job at going down there. We had to carry just some like posters and luggage, um, luggage and stuff, and I had some. Some other stuff. Yeah, um, some socks and some stickers. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah, very, very capable, composed car. I mean, it's hard to fault these brand new cars, right? I mean, there's not a lot of cars in 2019 that are, like, awful. No. But as far as a actual device to do what we did with it, it was very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Two people yeah. and some luggage. It's, Long distance. And yep. Yeah, it's obviously extremely quick. It has a lot of power, so easy passing. 523 horsepower, 553 foot-pounds of torque, I believe. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. We, yeah, and I drove, so I drove down. We had lunch in Santa Barbara, and then Lane took over after that. And we went down through Malibu and then across L.A. at rush hour. I got to drive rush hour. So that was cool. That was pretty Who cool. Who got to drive? I heard there were some twisties, maybe a few. <laughs> Like three minutes of twisties. We yeah. took a little detour near King City for a photo op um, because the sky was doing some really cool stuff. It's kind of like right after a rainstorm, and it looked awesome. We couldn't quite capture that, but we did find a like 
cool little place with a bridge and, and we posted some pictures on Instagram. And you obviously drove it, drove it in a professionally uh, course, closed we closed, course we closed because it's King City and it's CHP heaven, right? Yes, so. we closed the road and uh, we notified the authorities. Everything was fine. Um, but, you know, as far as driving the car, if you're if you're used to modern BMWs, it's incredibly comfortable. You can get in it and it's all this, you know, same idea. Yeah. And it is a tall and heavy car, but they do a very good job at, at hiding that fact. You know, you don't feel that. Um, technology wise, we definitely got used to the distance cruise control. And I think they call it something else advanced, uh, dynamic, dynamic cruise control. So yeah, and Lane is, uh, not an advocate of cruise control in his daily driver is GTI. He made a claim like he had never used it ever. I know. Saw no reason for I it. I never use it. But when faced with a rush hour drive across Los Angeles. Yeah. Dynamics, a totally different thing than regular cruise control. Absolutely. I don't like regular cruise control because I find that I am constantly fiddling with speed and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then I'm having to break and I'm having to reactivate it. That kind of bothers me. I'd rather just be like intuitive, I have a gas pedal and I have a brake pedal and I can use those just fine. And so with this, it makes even someone like you. Yeah, it goes from, goes down to zero and restarts. And if, if you sit for more than, I don't know what the amount of time is, but let's say two seconds, you have to at reactivate it. But all you have to do is press the gas to reactivate it, which, which is kind of a game changer. I mean, I know it's been around for a while, this kind of cruise control, it's gotten very good. but it's gotten better and it like, does a great job. It like slows down fast, but it's not like jarring. It just does a great job at it. And it was perfect on the 405 going in rush hour traffic. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff. I mean, go. it was so nice, dude. I was just, you know, cause you're just steering and, and you're, you can kind of like, it, you can not be full concentrated cause it is, that's when you get in those little fender benders and stuff, you know, like rear end people and people rear end you. It's because, you're kind of paying attention, but you're tired and fatigued and you just, yeah, well, it's like a, all of a sudden a you look thousand, up and, uh, times of concentration needed. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. if you're doing that commute, 60, mi- 60 minutes of mm-hmm. stop and go. Yeah. And so there's a thousand times that something could be, you know, just out of your vision yeah. or you just didn't see someone pull in or whatever. Yeah. And, and in Southern California, you're also like having to pay attention. We were in the carpool lane. And you're having to pay attention to your right hand side with people, with motorcyclists splitting the lanes. And cause they are flying, dude. You were going, we're going 10 miles an hour, let's say, you know, five or five miles an hour. And these motorcyclists are doing 65. Yep. Splitting lanes. Yep. So you kind of have to be aware of that. And then you're aware of your steering and cars are doing. And it just takes a little bit of that, a lot of that pressure off you. Pretty and pretty impressive too, how it can identify the size of the car on the screen. Oh yeah. As you're passing a semi truck, the, the yeah. graphic is a semi truck as you're. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It does. Yeah. They've. They've and it accelerates pretty quickly. It's not does like your, too does slow. X one have that? No. Yeah, that's like a higher option yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's really good. I, I I um also want to mention on the way back up when uh Lane used it quite a bit just on you know, on fast moving freeways. Yeah. The the gap was really nice. Like I used to have an issue when I with my I three 
where the gap was too that was there's too much distance, so people kept cutting in front of me, so it kept like rubber banding, rubber band effect. Back, yeah. and it was super frustrating. So like, um, I almost never used it, but uh, yeah, and this with, with these with this one's yeah, it's it's closer. Yeah. You can get and, really close, and it does a really good job. Yeah, like it actually as close will, as you comfortably want to drive behind someone, it gets I think. right, right, and uh, and it is also the the worst, most boring type of driving. So it's yeah. nice to just get that out of your you know just yep, yep. do that for you totally. But when you want to drive it, like it is entertaining and it does the job well and it's fun. It's not like it's not like the most engaging experience, but it's extremely capable and like I. I really like the how the adaptive suspension like just levels the car out and like you're you're in this big heavy thing and you take a turn fast and you're expecting it to you know to have all this weight transfer wallow and, wallow and, around stuff, and it's yeah. like oh, no. it's like it's just totally yeah. flat. It's and definitely just, very, no composed. Yeah, very composed. That's, that's a testament to the, what they're able to do with these big cars now and you know it is crazy. I would say crazy. I would say it still feels like a big heavy heavy car. You know which it is. But its limits are so high and it and soaks up all the bumps and it, and it does like stay so composed. Like on this yeah. one little back road Warren was driving and it's like the, the speed he's going, you know, you would, a lot of cars you'd be kind of scared or, you know, you'd be like, uh, and, and meanwhile he was like, we're just cruising. Like I can yeah. just put cruise control on at this yeah. speed and the car has no problem. Like yeah. it's very uneventful. And even like this has 420, I mean, 523 horsepower. And it's really fast, but it's never like scary. It's just, it always feels in control. Right. Yeah. And like has traction all the time. Yeah, like I it, never felt like it didn't have traction. The traction's really impressive too. I mean, and it has to do with that too, right? Cause it's not only is it like the traction control system, but also like as it's damping, like it's, mm -hmm. it's making sure that you have maximum traction in any situation. So it's, it's so high tech and it doesn't feel intrusive in any way. Like I, I, I was driving it in the rain and like you can go full throttle in the wet from the start and yeah. no wheel spin. It's just no, it's cool. all traction. It just rips. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. What'd you guys think of the sound? I had mentioned early on that we uh, were kind of, we were kind of uh, baffled by it a little bit because it, we couldn't tell if it was an induction sound or an exhaust sound or like, yeah, it comes from the rear, but it's like, I don't yeah, know what it's, it's supposed both, to be. Right? It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a little off, but. I, I think it sounds good if it it's... It at least gives you something. Yeah, yeah. It's because it, that motor, I imagine, doesn't sound like anything. But right? it does like have a little sound when I put the... I didn't hear the induction you're talking about, really, because it's coming from the rear. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know what that that sound is. It's definitely not induction noise. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, but I put the, when you put the windows down and kind of rev it, it definitely, the, oh, the, it, it has a little it bit of sound, yeah, out of the back. Yeah, and so. the cold start is pretty loud. It yeah, is, it's actually, yeah. yeah. Which I like. More so than just like clickety, uh, direct injection sound. It had yeah. some like, oh yeah, it's rumble. a throaty rumble. Yeah, it, it does sound good. I guess that's the M in it. I think my main takeaways are that, you know, you kind of know it's going to be a good car. I think it drives, you know, probably better than expected as far as like how it handles and stuff for the size of vehicle it is um i i still have a hard time like understanding this market the x6 where that fits compared to an x5 i think it's just strictly like there is a business case for it bmw you can sell six thousand cars a year and six thousand x6s a year that makes sense for them. And, you know, they started this whole trend of these like coupe SUV things back in 2008 with the first X6. Um, they're very polarizing. I think you either, 
you know, you either like them or you don't like them. And I'm kind of in the camp of like, I'd just rather have practicality. And I think it's better looking as a yeah. more bread box shaped vehicle, like an X5. Um, but I, I think it's all, if you buy this car, you're buying it for the look strictly because I do think an X5 is a better all rounder, all around vehicle. They get exactly the same fuel mileage. Uh, the X5 is three, I think it's $3,000 cheaper and it has more yeah. practicality. So I know, and we were, I mean, you know, going off the practicality, we were still able to do everything we needed to do with this car. It did have enough luggage room and we were, we actually on the way home, we had to carry two quarter pipes, folded yeah, skate yeah. ramps mm-hmm. and two grind rails, uh, six foot grind rails yeah. And several it, bags and, and bo- several bags yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And it fit it all with ease in the back with the seats folded down. So it did exactly what we needed to do. But I, I mean, for my personal taste, you know, I would prefer the X5. I think it's a more handsome car. And yeah. Um, but I, you know, obviously there's a business and there's a business case for these and people like them. I think uh, it comes down to a, as someone who's in the market for an X5 and they don't have a family. It's maybe like a couple, like another yeah. couple or whatever, or any couple. And, and they like uh, the looks. They like the looks. And it's, it's a kind of a youth proposition. It adds like a certain element of style and, uh, interest, I guess, for lack of a better word, that an X5 is kind of boring and people like these kind of Armageddon looking cars now. I mean, Jeep. Uh, gladiators are really popular and G wagons are obviously really popular. And this is obviously not that it's kind of the opposite not, though. Right. But it's also this like creature, like a, yeah. it's got like a, mm. a, 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 some sort of, it's like a, a beetle, right? Yeah, or it's yeah. it got some presence there that, yeah. Yeah. that other cars don't have. Like an X five doesn't have. Right. It's more, yeah, it's more kind of low key. It, it's, it's like it, a youthful it, it, incognito uh, versus this definitely stands out. Like in that weird option. way. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I did want to mention on the drive home after I dropped Lane off, I was on on you know, on 280, and this dude rolls up to me. He's in an X6, and uh, and it was the previous generation. And he first, I I see these lights, um, and they're coming fast, and they're just on me. The, the dude doesn't like. I move over to the right lane, and he stays there like just like three quarters in my left, and then eventually he pulls up next to me, and he's totally checking it out. You know, he's like, "This is the new one." You know, he's like totally into it, and like he gives me a thumbs up. He was like totally into it. You know, again, someone who likes these cars. You know, yeah. There's an enthusiast uh, based. Right? Yeah, there's an enthusiast based. Um, and also I had mentioned, I think I was with you, Warren. Like this guy rolls up in an F one fifty, and he like gives me like a like a nod. He He's like, right. that thing's rad. You know, like he's totally into it. And then so, the guy who was setting up the Wi-Fi at, at the show was like, dude, that thing looks super fast. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was an interesting angle. That's interesting. For us, it's like this high kind of uh, aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I guess it has, like, it, but yeah, it has a sporting like sport character back to it. And yeah. vents on the side and the crazy yeah, front like, grills. Like a, and, like, it's like a spaceship, man, or something. I guess that's kind of the vibe, right? I yeah. think that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You're making a statement. It may not be for everyone, and that's all. Obviously super subjective, but, yeah. uh, it does make a statement. Yeah. <laughs> I have sure. to say also that, um, I mentioned it last time, but, um, 
I think that BMW is really stepping up their game on the interiors. Like, I mean, I think, yeah. you know, it, they yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't personally like the, uh, the trim, um, you know, that weird kind of houndstoothy trim, but you can do other stuff, you know, you, right. yeah, the metal yeah. trim was not, I didn't like it either. Like either, but, but they have also, options of like carbon fiber and wood. Yeah. Yeah. Which like is a, what I would go like with a dark wood. I'd probably go, I would I would go, go with a dark wood. wood. Yeah, that would An open, uh, open pour yeah. dark wood yeah. would be great. And then they, yeah. this was also equipped with the glass shifter, shifter right. and I drive yeah. controller and start button. Which I is, do not like that. Which I didn't care for uh, much. And I also rode in the back of the car on a 30-minute drive or so. Back seats are not great. So they're they're pretty tight or, like, stiff and not a lot of room. Um, headroom wasn't that big of a concern. Did you sit in the back lane? Uh, I did. Guy? I think you were talking about how the, also the, the, the seating position very upright. is upright. more up. It's too upright. It's too upright. Right? Yeah. And which uh, makes sense because it's got the slant back. So, like, so you can't, you know, for headroom, they probably. Yeah. yeah. I think overall it's not intended to be a rear seat car. It's like jump in. I'm, we're going to go to the and it was fine for restaurant that. Downtown but if you were like, hey, jump in. We're driving back home. Like it's probably good that we split it up only being two. Yeah. Well, we had to because we carried that skateboard that too, ramps. That but, too. But yeah. um, I flew home. So. Yeah. Um, that would have been a long drive in the back mm-hmm. of the car. That's something to consider, though. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, because uh, the front seats are comfortable. I mean, they're, they're, front seats they're are great. I, I was fine with the front seats, and yeah. I really like the, the the. I mean, the leather quality is an improvement. I think that you know it's not the absolute best in the category, but it is nice. It's and a good steering wheel, yeah, and the yeah, steering wheel is nice. They're always chunky, and you know yeah. the, the controls. I like the new controls too. Like I don't know if you noticed, they're flat now. Yeah, but they did a good job with giving it enough detail where they don't look like just like super cheap. Yeah. Like before they were like kind of individual buttons mm-hmm. and now there's like on, they're like on rocker switches. My kind big, of like, like Audi. My biggest, yeah, I guess kind of like Audi. Yeah. Biggest gripe of the interior and especially of switch gear was the sport auto start stop. That oh, whole, yeah. that whole cluster, which is near the shifter. You had to look at it. It's like plastic, like, not differentiated. Right. In the past, they had a little toggle switch between sport and comfort. Yep. That you could feel and click. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a really bad design, in my opinion, because you can't just, I guess you would learn it. Sure. But yeah, still, yeah. It's still be, you'd still have a look. Even then. Yeah. And it's like in a weird place, kind of not easy it's to get too, to. It's too close to you. It should be more farther forward. Exactly. Right, where There's no reason for it to be there and right. for them to go that direction. It felt cheap. It's just like, that would be the piano, black piano. Yeah. That'd be a really easy thing to fix. Yeah. Um, on the, on that note, though, I was happy that, you know, I'm happy with BMW iDrive has progressed a long way since yeah. like the first E60s I was in back in the day. And they've also kept a lot of hard buttons that you need to use every time you get in the car or might want to use every time you get in the car, which is really nice. Like you rarely have to go into the menu. And and that's a really nice thing, and I think um, yeah. I'm glad BMW's like stuck to yeah. that. You yeah, know? the, the HVAC controls yep. are super classic. It's very it's very obvious what they do. And yeah, although it's very small, the uh, oh yeah that little graphic where you're toggling. Yeah, people yeah. aren't buying that. Their their vision is pretty good. The demographic. <laughs> is I think you could just use the main screen for that, but we always had the radio on, so then you would just be using that. But it was, uh-huh. it was fine. Yeah, stereo is great. Stereo is killer. All we didn't good. even have the best stereo in the car. Yeah, I was really I know. surprised. Yeah, because yeah. we had the. Was the Harman Kardon, but you I think get, so. And there's a Bowers and Wilkins. Bowers and Wilkins. It sounds so good. Did you actually pump it? I think so. We were they, listening to comedy a lot. They also have an acoustic glass option. Oh, nice. Which is thicker glass. Sure. 
And we didn't have that. 750s had that. But I definitely didn't like like the water for crystal shifter and all that stuff. It's like, it just seems very like the top of a uh, tequila bottle or, you know, a rum bottle or something. To me, it didn't match the the attitude. The whole vibe of the car, yeah. It was, yeah, they were trying to go. It's like supposed to be this like really luxurious option, right? Right, and but they, the car know, is such a tech heavy car. It's that, so yeah. tech heavy, and then it feels very Victorian. Right, right. You know, it's like, or like oh, Rolls Royce or Bentley, and you're like, yeah. well, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. But, but um, overall, I mean, very cool experience. I think that was a, a great choice for what we did with yeah, it, yeah. and uh, and it was cool. Like you know, I went to pick up donuts in the morning in that thing. And you get in, it's kind of like, it does a little bit of sense of occasion. Yeah. It, it, you know, it does like, like you said, off cold start, it like barks a little bit. Mm-hmm. You put it in sport and you kind of like go and you're like, all right, you play with the power. It's kind of fun. It has a lot of power. Yeah. Go to the donut shop, you get out, you kind of feel like someone, you yeah, know, it's, something, it's yeah. definitely like, yeah, for it, sure. And it's definitely like, you're a little like, oh, you got like, the sporty one, the right? Like one. there's something yeah. there and, yeah, and it's yeah. crazy to th- think that they are going to come out with a new crazy, a crazier one. Yeah. Like the 523 horsepower is not enough for an SUV. They're going to come out with an, a real X6M and a crazier one. There's an That's, X6M oh, like and competition. an X6M competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nuts to me because I think that was my other takeaway is like 90, you know, it's stickered at 97,450, I believe. Uh, was was prices tested, and it's like, I don't know. I look at it, I'm like, eh, I take, you know, what is the one with maybe the good wheels and brakes? But how about just give me 350 horsepower? Because I'd be cool with that for that like, car, right? For, for that vehicle, yeah. all I so need to do like is a six cylinder. Yeah, all I need to do is get onto the highway and Cruise. be able to pass car like at a good pace, yeah. be able to pass cars. And yeah, I want some power, but 350 is like plenty. Sure. It's kind of like, and I'll get a little better gas mileage, which is a great thing because, you know, this one got 18 miles per gallon overall. Diesel version would be great. It's like, and I wouldn't mind for this car paying, you know, maybe the the discount on that is a 20 grand off or something, right? So you're kind of like, for me, I want my sports cars to. You know, maybe I could, I would, you know, although we preach slow car fast here, it's like in a new sports car, you know, I would love to have a new, whatever, you know, uh, F type R 911 turbo or, you know, a new 992 with a lot of power and a lot of power is fun. But in this, it's kind of like, give me, give me this a little bit of sound and give me 350 horsepower and a Mm -hmm. lower price tag. And I'll be, I'd be fine because you're not really going to use that. Yeah, I guess it depends. Power. I mean, yeah, for some people, they want it all, right? They want, and, and so. Like, I think it's yeah. a one, if, for some people, it is their one car solution. Yeah. If that's the case, you want to have all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, because it is exhilarating. I mean, it's fun to just, and to be able to just like, okay, we're going to stomp on this and just blow past like yeah. six cars. And, and also, uh, the diesel option is an interesting one. And I think that might be more my realm because like, I like the effortlessness too of the car. It's just, it, it just kind of moves without, you know, you don't have to, re- you know, if you don't want to, you know, you could just kind of get up and go and give it, you know, one eighth of the throttle and you're moving along. And, 
Um, and this car has that much torque that you can do that uh, without much drama at all. But if you want the drama, there is some there too, you know. So I can see it both ways for sure. Um, I, I did want to mention one last thing that um, I sort of kind of talked about, but I talked about it last week. And uh, what did impress me the most by far is is the ride quality. Like, you know, I've, I've driven the M versions of the previous generations and they were so way, way harsher, you know, like the whole idea was it's like this full on M experience and you're just getting bounced around. And like, it was, it didn't really match kind of the character of the car. And I feel like they did a good job here where the ride quality is really good, but it could also be very sporting, you know, like, and it, it's, it could be very nimble when you want it to yeah, be. It's dual it, purpose, yeah, right? It doesn't have Which that. There's no compromise there. It's definitely right? what you want in that. Exactly. That vehicle, yeah. So yeah. it's cause it isn't a sports car, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I, I think they did a great job finally with that because, you know, I was always thinking you, you want to go, I mean, I think even Warren would say like, go with the Mercedes option when you're comp- competing with the BMW because the BMW is so uncomfortable, you know? Right. Um, and so I think they, they fixed that. Um, I don't know if it's only the adaptive cars that are this way. I mean, I imagine that's probably it. Definitely the, helps. Yeah. yeah. What is it? The, um, dynamic handling package, 2,600 buck option. And that gives you the, uh, Active steering, adaptive M suspension, and the active roll stabilization, which is another thing. So it's actually it's like a, like McLaren style, where it's like you know uh, flattening out the car as yeah. you, as you uh, transfer the weight around. So overall, we approve with uh, a couple caveats for styling, which is all personal preference, and then you know optioning it out and stuff. That's that's also personal preference. So pretty rad package, though. I mean, people can say whatever they want about it. Look, it's looks, but until you drive one, it's, um, it's pretty interesting. Car. Yeah. Can I say that zero to 60, depending on where you look, and this is just the X6 M50, uh, in around four seconds to sub four seconds. We're talking about three second freaking SUV thing now. It's like, we're is in a whole, really that fast. Yeah. We're in a whole different world now. Jesus. Like, <laughs> it didn't feel that fast. That's it. Just hides it. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, you sit up really high. It's insulated. It's insulated. It, you know, th- that's the thing I was saying. It's like very. It's not dramatic in anything it does, yeah. right? Where, you know, you drive a five hundred and twenty-three horsepower from like ten years, ten years ago. Oh God, your face is you are, off. and your the rear end is wiggling, and <laughs> oh, you're dude, like you're gonna like kind of you're gonna crash pants. and go to yeah. jail, and yeah, right, yeah, right. And this thing just kind of goes about business. And I know, and I feel like that's kind of the norm now. It's just yeah. all these cars are just that way. And and you know anyone next to you, you can just blow, you can just smoke them off the line and get in front of them. Yeah, there was a time I had to make like a, a aggressive pass on the highway or something, just like boom, you know, fucking hammer down. Yeah, get out of my way. And a lot of times that's like it. That is a I think power is a safety feature in a lot of right. aspects Absolutely. and. And, you know, that's one thing, that's one place where having 523 horsepower is like a very safe thing because when you do have to pass a car, you can get around that car really quickly and then go back down to driving speed. And yeah. if you need to get, if you're getting onto an on-ramp, which LA's on-ramps are kind of gnarly and you can just like shoot out there, get up to, to speed right away. That's because get, people are going 90 miles an hour in the Yeah, slowly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else is going on? What, what else, else happened? is going on, man? You still have your car at the shop. I still have the car at the shop. I'm going to get that at some point. It's gonna, that's yeah. going to happen. Um, we have Morning Motors on January 5th. January 5th, yeah. That's right. Hopefully uh, the weather is good. It's got to be. I, I think it will be. It'll be 2020. The first I know. Uh, Morning Motors of 2020. Oh, right. Yeah. We should do a little New Year's uh, so celebration. I just want to... 
I'm, I'm just wondering who's going to show up in a flying car, right? 2020. That That's was, right. We were promised uh, flying cars. I, I, know, I know. By 2020. It is interesting to think about where uh, even in high school, we would have thought, man, by 2020, there's going to be crazy. And there is. Oh, crazy man. Shit. We just drove a car that. Yeah, we just drove a car that drives itself. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Do a steer. <laughs> it has lane keep assist, which you can, it'll, but it kind of bounces lane to lane. Yeah. So. We also yeah. had a sketchy moment where the, uh, Distronic, or is it called Distronic? I don't want to keep calling it the wrong thing, but no. the advanced cruise control um, was... It's called Dynamic Cruise. It's a, is it Driver's Assistance Pro? Yeah, that's part of it. Active Driving Assistant Pro. I think that's it. Active Driving Assistance Pro. It just rolls off your tongue. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, call it a DAP, dog. And uh, Lane is driving. This is on Highway 1, just north of Malibu. And we were going around a long sweeping turn and there happened to be a cyclist in the bike lane. The car, the car thought that it was a car about to jump in our lane or I'm not sure. I don't what, know what it thought it was, but it basically went full emergency panic stop. It slammed the brakes and steered into the, That's gnarly, into man. the center lane. Yeah. And there was no one behind us luckily, but dude, if there was yeah, like a, even if they stopped in time and everything, we look like complete, morons yeah we look like such bad drivers there should always like, be like a little like like a little blinking sign that says like that was the car or something yeah i know uh, it's almost like when you're like when you're watching uh formula e right like you got the blue leds when you're in attack mode uh, like when yeah, yeah cars exactly in, like honestly self, that self-driving be, mode it's got to have like some kind of blinking that would light not be a bad call yeah man i i told you guys like i had a weird situation too where um you know i was i had it in um whatever you call it, that mode. And like it, it, steering was on and steer. When I first got the car, I didn't mess with any of these settings. These are all, you know, fully defeatable, but, uh, it was, uh, like steering. What was it called? Like intervention or something like that. Yeah. There's a term and, and it was str- like level strong. And, uh, and I was just driving in a place that I've driven a million times. And, you know, there's a left lane that turns off onto another road and, there's a, you know, a, a white line there. And I like kind of stepped on that white line just to take the turn a little tighter. And it kicked the car all the way to the right, like really hard, you know, the steering full, like, yeah. yeah and uh, totally threw me off. It was wet out. Like, you know, obviously there's traffic and all that. And so, yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done, I think with these things, you know, so to hear that people are, you know, falling asleep in their Teslas and driving down the road is, is pretty insane. Pretty scary, right? <laughs> it's the good thing is you can turn all those options off on this car. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that's yeah. the, that's the good news. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's the lane keep assist, right? Is the, is yeah. the one that part. Must be it, yeah. 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 But, I mean, but it's beyond that because it slammed the brakes too. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, for you. Yeah. it was in like a, you're going to crash if I don't do something. Yeah. And it was, and it was it a was, cyclist in their, in their bike lane and we were going, and we were in the middle of our lane. It wasn't yeah, nothing you know, weird about it at all. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was that highway speed too, which is a little sketch, but yeah, luckily it was very brief and no one was behind us. Yeah. It was like 55 miles yeah. an hour or wow. something. But I do think that's a good point. You can, you can deactivate all this shit and right. you can do it piece by piece. Like, yeah. So like do so you can do whatever front you impact. Want. You can keep yeah. that if you want. You can do, there's also an all impact. off button and the so. all off button. Yeah. So anyhow, I think it's that time. Word. Let's do it. It's trivia time. Trivia time. In my hands, I'm holding my eBay purchase. This is a 1987. I can't show it to you yet because it's part of the trivia. 1987 Volkswagen United States brochure. Sweet. It says all the models that Volkswagen was selling in 1987. And the photos appear to have been taken like 
maybe on Skyline or Mount Tam or something. Oh, really? No, yeah. I'll have to show you, and I want you guys uh, to check it out because yeah. one of the pictures for sure, I'm like, that's definitely Northern California. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, you know, out of the Bay Area. So um, what I would like to know is what models were offered in 1987? So you have the Jetta, the Golf, Jetta Coupe. Two-door and four-door Golf, right? Do we have, can we narrow it down that far? You, just give me the, uh, the model. Van again. Quantum. Quantum. On there? That's good. Yes, um, Quantum. VW Fox? No Fox. Did you say Van again already? Yeah. You've got Golf. What else did you say? Jetta. Jetta. Van again. Van again. Quantum. Passat? Quantum. 87? Was that like 88 or? No, 80? Passat. Quantum. Pre-Passat. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, where the fuck did all the quantums go? Where did uh, all the quantums go? I've never seen like a cool quantum. No, you don't see them. Any Radwood? They're uh, cool. Wait, they're wait, they're like an Audi 4000. We, we had one at Radwood. Um, the white one, the two-door. Remember? Super cool. Two-door quantum? Yeah, yeah. Very, very rare. Where the fuck did we have it? I don't remember, but... Was it in Boston? It was in Boston. It was in the royalty area. Was it area. Detroit, Boston? Or it was Detroit, Boston. Boston and, Detroit. Um, like royalty area... I'm sure there are pictures. They're Audi 4000 based, right? I think so. Because I, I remember I looked at it at first from the front, and I thought it was an Audi 4000. They 4, look like a 4000. Kind of, I do remember so, that car. Yeah. Quantum came in a sedan or a wagon. Both yeah. I've, super I've rare. Mostly only seen wagons. They're not that pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they look flat. like an Audi, uh, but less attractive. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. It says, the Quantum is designed to fit graciously and comfortably into your own lifestyle. They didn't sell well. Do we get all the cars? Quantum offers classic grand touring luxury and performance plus Volkswagen practicality. Did we get all the cars? Um, you're missing one. The, uh, Scirocco. Scirocco. Oh, yeah. I look at the back. I cheated. You cheated. Yeah. Um, and the Volkswagen came in two flavors that year. The Volkswagen? Uh, I'm sorry. The Vanagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it as I say that. <laughs> the Volkswagen Vanagon came in two flavors that year. Westy and, uh, Regular? Oh no, I'm so sorry. There is no mention of Westy in this brochure. Huh. Tin top and it's all tin tops? No. What are you talking about? What is a camp? Another something I one? something I discovered is that they never refer to it as a Westphalia. It's only the camper. Oh the wow. Camper. And I've never heard any Vanagon people call it the camper. No. It's anything you read, it's a Westphalia or yeah. a Westy. Only thing they say is the camper or the camper GL. It is never a Westy. Wow. Even though it is, Westphalia is still on the roof. Yeah. What the heck? Now, when they talk about the Cabriolet, they reference Carmen as the coach builder, but they still call it a Cabriolet. Oh, we didn't mention the Cabriolet. Yeah, you guys must be. Because that's a, is that still a rabbit Cabriolet? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It carried on into yeah, because, two. But they still called, did they call it a rabbit or did they just call it Cabriolet? The Cabriolet. They didn't call it a rabbit though. The stylish body is crafted by the Carmen Coachworks and the hand fitted three layer top is insulated, padded and has a heated rear. Here's glass what you window. could say. Wow. We use the old body stuff from 1974 because says, we couldn't afford, we didn't want to spend money to retool. My favorite thing is, um, It'll say stuff like, its quick handling and responsiveness can be traced to an independent sports suspension, rack and pinion steering, and vented power. All based on the Volkswagen Beetle's suspension architecture from 1958. The Cabriolet not only lets you race the wind, it makes conquering even the toughest road a breeze. Wow. So, 
You guys did pretty good. I, the quantum was really what I thought you'd get stum- stumbled on. But uh, you got Shiraco eventually. Yeah. You got G- Jetta GLI. So yeah, crazy. that's sick. Red line that's on, a, nice. on a black car. I like those wheels. And those wheels are cool, yeah. So I have Sickle to ask, Mark wh- why did you get the 87 one? My Vanagon's an 87. Oh, okay. So I, I found this on eBay. With shipping, it was $10. Sweet. And there are so many cool things like this out there. Yeah. So you could probably find a brochure for Porsche in 19... Uh, 87. 87. Yeah. Or yeah. What, what year's your? 87. 87. Um, so look on the back cover, Lane. Tell me that isn't Northern California. Do that right on the right. It looks like Skyline right top. Right? Yeah. I mean, it totally looks like Skyline. Or Mount Tam, maybe? Is it a narrow road? <laughs> it's narrow. Um, it's not little... super narrow. It's more like Skyline. It's got like some look, dry, look dry grass. One. Oh, yeah. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. Windy Hill area, yep. maybe? Yeah, um, it looks like Windy Hill. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he's going southbound. Right. So anyhow, um, my message to listeners is that if you haven't looked at eBay literature for cars or your car in particular, do it. And you'll be amazed at what you can get pretty damn cheap. I mean, it's only like a 10 page brochure. It's not like a full dollar page. Like, yeah. But someone's kept that in good nick for 40 years or whatever the hell, 30 years. Uh, and you didn't have to store it yourself. Now you can just go buy it. You got to love some of these like pictures too i'll keep it here for a little while there's a van again and they decided to shoot it and be like with a build being built behind it's it like it's a construction just right? a crappy little building like a framing a Wait, stars, it and then there's a couple like snuggling on the banks this is know. good right here it says throughout the years volkswagen ingenuity has taken many forms but none more versatile than the vanigan and camper the Vanagon GL offers a spaciousness that makes the minivans look truly mini. Oh, oh snap. hate. And they do reference the Synchro, of course. In your face. The Camper and the Camper GL. That's interesting. When did the Fox, when was this, when did the Fox stop being produced? Probably right before this. Like 86? 85, 86. Yeah. Yeah. I Dude, think 85. On that one though, I'll one. have to look at those photos. I'm pretty sure it was a quantum. Otherwise, otherwise it would have to be a dasher or something, but it was a hatchback two door. It was a hatchback two door. Oh, that's, I was brought home from the hospital in a dasher. It was a fox. No, it wasn't. No, that a fox. was a black one. You're, you're thinking it of the black one. That was a cool black one, one with the yeah. Zender stuff. The two door hatchback? Two door hatchback. Fox. It wasn't a fox. I know me a fox. You know who had a fox famously? No, I think you're talking, I think you're thinking of a dasher. It might have been a dasher. Dashers are, yeah, pretty ugly. Uh, DJ DP. Yeah, yeah, Volkswagen fox. Fox. Black one. Loved it. Uh, or I dark blue me. or black? It was I silver. Like I get computer. so nostalgic when I see yeah. these dude. Like, look at this grain and this photo and the I know. lighting. That's why it's so great. I love this. Like, it's fantastic for the price I of a nice this. magazine. Yeah. You have something that is, uh, historical. Brings you back. I just love the ad copy. is wonderful. It's so, yeah. you know, yeah. simple and uh, definitive. <laughs> Dude, this is Santa Barbara right here, I think. the Those mountains in the back, look they mm. totally look like Santa Barbara. Yeah, it does. Cool. Very cool. All right, that's trivia. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later.
R. Kelly. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and please become a patron of our podcast. It helps us out a lot and you get some cool stuff in return. We give you a weekly podcast, which we title Experts in Automotive Opinion. I think we've done 60 of those so far, something like that. We also give you exclusive Patreon-only stickers, and we'll send you a sticker pack right when you join. Uh we give discounts and early access to certain events we do, like Camping While Awesome, and we give you first crack at our rallies. Check it out. And join us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thank you guys.